What's up, everybody? It is Casey Washak here, co-creator of the Fit and 42, and your host, your captain, your navigator to the Fit and 42 life. Guys, do I sound any different? Do I sound like I have the same amount of energy I always have? Do I sound tired or old? Because I just turned the big 4-0, and apparently this is a huge milestone in one's life. But unfortunately, I don't feel any different than the day before my birthday. In fact, I feel pumped. I feel because so many people were like, hey, man, how's it feel? You're about to turn 40. Hey, man, you're turning the big 4-0. Like there was so much emphasis put on this number that it makes me feel like I'm not, I haven't even gotten started yet. So I'm kind of pumped about that. In, in reality, guys, if you haven't turned 40 yet, I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like turning 22. It's meaningless. <laughs> so, um, so that being said, I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to do for this podcast. Um, the first podcast since I've turned 40. And I was thinking about all these different things I could possibly talk about. And one of the things that kept popping up into my head um, that I hope will bring a lot of value to you is this concept of family for good and bad. I feel like a lot of us put up with so much garbage in our life just because somebody shares the same last name or the same genes we do. Things we wouldn't put up with anybody else, but there's this like, this loyalty. So I want to talk about that because I don't share that sort of loyalty. All right, um, to give you some context, I know I've talked about it a little bit in the past, but um, my parents got divorced when I was young. I, I couldn't tell you. I think I was six to eight years old. And that was basically around the same time, six, eight years old, I think. My mom lost custody of us. We were given to my dad. My dad then proceeded to move us all around New Jersey and then eventually to Pennsylvania. But even in that time frame, we've had four moms. And so while all that's going on, at a certain point early on, my dad decides to disown his, his side of the family. We lost contact with my mom when I was about 14. But at the same time, when my, my dad got divorced from my mom, we also lost contact of my mom's family. So my quote unquote family was basically whoever lived under my roof. Whatever stepmom I had at the time, my dad, my brother, and I. And so when I tell you this, by no means am I uh, taking the role of some sort of victim. Because I, I say this often, but I absolutely love who I am. I love who I've become so far and who I'm going to become. 
And none of that would be possible without going through all the craziness I did at an early age. So if I was given the opportunity to do it all over again and start fresh, I wouldn't take it. Because I love who I am. I love how I turned out. Um, Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things I need to work on. But I know what to work on. I wouldn't want to change it. I wouldn't want to mess with this recipe. So I say that because I'm not a victim because obviously when I turned 18, joined the Marine Corps, got the hell out of Dodge and moved to California with the Marine Corps, I could have easily reached out to all the family members that I lost contact with. And I didn't. Um, I'll say pretty much because I was so focused on me for so long that that's still a hard habit to break. I still have the um, the habit of basically going into a hole or going into a cocoon and and not talking to people. It's not because I hate them or it's not because I'm mad at them. It's just it's a habit. I'm, I'm so fixated on the things I'm doing that I kind of lose sight of the rest of the world. And um, that is definitely something I'm working on. And um, funny enough, I don't know if other people do this, but New Year's, everyone comes out with New Year's resolutions, which I do as well. But also... One of the things I like to do is on the year of my birth, my birthday is come up with some things that I want to work on for the upcoming year of, of that birthday, which is cool because uh, my birthday is in June. And so that's halfway through the year. And therefore I have new things I want to work on, um, uh, halfway through the year. So for me this year, is um, I want to definitely make sure I stay in contact with the people I care about more. Um, I recently moved. And I moved halfway across the country. So I don't see my brother as much as I, I would. So I, I need to make more effort into calling him. And especially now that I have a niece, I need to, I need to see her grow up and, and talk to Shanice, my brother's wife. And then not only Jerry, but there's, there's other people. My gym family. All these people that, that I, I, I don't want to say I took it for granted because I'd see him every day or I'd see him at weekly meetings and things like that. But now it's not that easy. And the reason, so when I was coming up with this podcast, I said, I kept thinking about this definition of family because there, I am closer to so many people who aren't family by definition than a lot of my own family. 
And I feel like a lot of times, at least from what I hear, because I don't have this problem, mind you, right? I don't have a a large family and I've become accustomed to cutting people out and cutting people out pretty quick. But I hear from friends and I hear from our gym family that, you know, there's people in their lives who they hold this sort of loyalty to because they share a last name. And these, these, these people they're loyal to are giving them like a death by a thousand paper cuts. They're like just slowly killing them because of just how they are. Maybe they're really negative. Maybe all they do is they're condescending. Maybe they, you know, they're malicious in the things they say or do. And for some reason, we put up with that because they share our last name or or we have the same relatives. And I'm doing this podcast to give you permission to say no. No. This is the only life I have. This is the only life... I'm going to live. I need to make the most of it. And I need to surround myself with people who are going to make me better. People who are going to challenge me to become better. People who are positive. People who, who bring value to my life, not suck life out of me. And that's a lot easier said than done. And I'm not telling you that you basically have to like go to the courthouse and divorce these people. What I'm telling you is you need to start limiting your time with people like that and start spending your time more with people who uplift you, people who do challenge you to be better, people who bring value to your life. And the crazy part is, is when you start spending more time with people like that and you're just constantly in this state of growth and you're, and you're like, man, like life is good and man, uh, I'm, I'm being called out on my BS. So it's not always positive. There's a positive effect, but somebody can call you out on your BS and it doesn't feel good, but it's for the good. That happens to me all the time. And it's a, it's a beautiful relationship I have especially with my wife and my brother is we don't have a problem poking holes in each other's games or or I shouldn't say it like that. We don't have a problem critiquing how we're doing things if the things we're doing aren't serving us or we're not living up to our potential. We have no problem doing that. And I know, I know where it's coming from with those individuals. It's not just somebody who's being negative or, or criticizing for the sake of criticizing. No, they're, they're saying, Casey, hey, I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know when you picked this habit up, but uh, look, it's not, it's, not, it's not working for you. I'm like, huh, okay, let me think about that. Boom. So I I don't want to paint this picture that like it's just a bunch of high fives. Growth is tough, but there's a positive outcome to this if you're receptive to it. And so um, that being said, I mean, inside our gyms, you know, 
we, a lot of the conversations we have are positive, and a lot of them are uplifting, and they're they're meant to uh, encourage. But there are some tough talks. Like, look, you're sabotaging yourself. Why do you keep doing this? That being said, you need those sorts of people in your life who are going to be the, your coach, so to speak. Yeah, people who are going to give you that high five, but also tell you when you're messing up. And like I said, and I'll say it again, there's a positive outcome. It's not just criticism for the sake of criticism. Um, it's, it's critiquing with a, hopefully a positive outcome, a change of habit. This podcast stemmed from me being grateful and and sitting here thinking about all the different people who showed up in my life when I didn't know I needed them, but they showed up. It's funny how that works. It's funny how you could be trying to accomplish something new or there's you're in this transitional period of your life and then all of a sudden, boop, somebody shows up and has experience in the things you're trying to do or are willing to help. But the big thing is you got to be receptive to it. And so the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is if you if if you only have so much time and if you're spending your time with somebody who's draining you, you might not see the opportunity or the people who are showing up, who are there, who are put in your life to help you. And the reverse is extremely true. And, and I know this in my own life. It becomes so evident when you're, when you're surrounding yourself with, with people who challenge you and people who make you better that all of a sudden you're put into a position where um, you're in a room with somebody who doesn't. And it's like the air gets sucked out of the room. You're like, oh my God, I, I got to get back to my tribe, my family, because this is killing me. This person does not bring anything to the table. This person's taking and taking, and it's just, ah, oh, it's just a toxic environment. I got to get out. So, on one hand, you have to be receptive to the idea that. If you're in a dark cloud and you're in a toxic environment, you have to be receptive to the people who are showing up to help you and have been put in your life to help you. And that might feel very foreign because, one, it's not something you're used to. You, you, you haven't met people like that before. And I can speak to that is... Um, like I said, there's people in my life now who I consider family. I consider uh, this couple my parents. And that didn't happen overnight. I've known them for almost 20 years. And they started out as clients. And um, I just moved to the area. I got out of the Marine Corps and started personal training. And they were some of my first clients. And they 
just haphazardly asked me, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I really don't got anything planned. Hey, you want to come over for dinner? Absolutely. That over time turned into, what are you doing on Thanksgiving? Uh, just hanging out in my apartment. Why don't you come over for Thanksgiving? To eventually me bringing dates to their house and them giving me the thumbs up or thumbs down. I can tell you, nine out of ten were thumbs down. And the thumbs up, I married her. <clears throat> so, to over time, to them standing at my wedding as my parents, to now they are the nana and papa of my kids. But this was a really weird transition for me because I wasn't used to people like this. My quote-unquote family life was chaotic. And then I meet these people who don't, like I have nothing to offer them. They were paying me for personal training. So they're this nice couple who just want to take in a stray. And this stray has absolutely zero to offer them. So they were, I, I can't tell you to this day what they were getting from me, but I was getting a ton from them. And so you have to be receptive. And as I was saying, this wasn't an easy transition for me because you got to understand, I grew up in an, in an environment where you write people off, boom, like, uh, my dad had four wives. You just divorce them, get rid of them, boom, done. Date another one, marry one, that one, 11 months later, let's get rid of that one, boom. Divorce your family. They, they piss you off, get rid of them, boom. And now all of a sudden, I have this couple who's like, yeah, come over for dinner. Hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Hey. And, and in this 20-year span, they are now the nana and papa to my kids. And there's, well... Early on, my biggest fear in the back of my head is, like, what's holding them to me? Like, they don't have my last name. They don't, like, we don't share blood. There's no family reunions. I'll bump into them. Like, uh, they could stop personal training at any time. And eventually they did. It was a, and, but, like, what's, what's keeping them around? What do I have to offer these people? So that was a very hard transition for me. And the reason why I bring this up is because if you've been in a really toxic environment, you're almost like a like a like a dog that's been beat. You're skeptical of everybody, but people will show you. And especially people like like these, they won't ask for anything in return. They're just there to help. And then over time, you start easing up and you start letting your guard down. And eventually, they just become family.
So a couple of things I want you to take away from this, I'll wrap this up, is one, you only have one life to live. There is no reason to have this undying loyalty to somebody who is making you miserable just because they share the same relatives you do or they share the last same last name or the same genes. You have one life to live. And another thing I want you to take from this is people show up in your life when you need them most. And notice the people who show up in life when you need them most. And a lot of times, the people who are family, like by blood, and the people who should you should consider family are not the same people who show up. A lot of times, it's not the family you consider blood. But a lot of times, it's the people who just, out of the goodness of their heart, see value in you and want to help you. All right, guys, this has been a deep one. I hope you got something from this. I hope you start looking at who you're spending your time with. I hope you start looking at um, your circle. And I hope that if you need to make some changes and need to start kind of weaning away from certain people, weaning time from certain people because... They're not making you feel like you're valued. They're not making you a better person. They don't bring anything to the table and all they're doing is taking. They're taking your the wind out of your sails. They're, they're making you feel bad about yourself. That you start protecting you. And start gravitating towards more people who do value you, who do see your light. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day. Till next time, keep living your best life.